Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, rolling along, we are here from Scottsdale, Arizona, site of Sunday's Super Bowl 57. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. As I said before, I'm pretty much the only one who flew out here to cover basketball, but I picked a good week to do it because Phoenix just became, on some level, the epicenter of the basketball world with the acquisition of Kevin Durant the other day and all of that. So we're going to dive into all that here during this hour. But of course, most eyes are squarely set on this town because of the Super Bowl on Sunday. And a big part of that storyline, I've always said one of the reasons, well, the reason that the Super Bowl has become the cultural event that it has is because it has something for everyone. It obviously has there for the football fan because you got yourself a game. It's there for people who don't know a lot about football because they may be interested in the musical act and you can't get a bigger star, obviously, than we have in Rihanna making her return to the stage after so many years on Sunday. So that's a huge part of the storyline. We have the commercials, which so many people, my wife among them, having been in advertising all of her uh, and, and marketing her whole professional career, that's of fascinating interest to her and so many other people. And now... With gambling becoming legal in so many places around the country, that becomes an even bigger part of the story than it always has been. So we wanted to bring Joe Fortenbaugh back into the conversation, our betting analyst. And you can hear him weeknights coast to coast here on ESPN Radio, Joe and Amber across the country. Joe, welcome back. How are we this morning? Greeny, on behalf of everyone at ESPN, I just want to say thank you for making the trek to Arizona to cover the Super Bowl and everything and beyond. You're doing the Lord's work out there. We all appreciate it. <laughs> doing everything that I can, although I will say it was a tad chilly this morning. It was not uh, quite as warm as I was hoping it would be, but that's neither here nor there for the purposes of this conversation. Let's dive in because I have a million things to do this hour. But, you know, there's, there's so much when the side bets and the prop bets and everything else. So give people a little sense of what what it is you're looking at this weekend. All right, so let's look for the side first and foremost, right? Game open, pick them. Philly money came in early. Philly money came in often, pushed it up to about two, two and a half. We then saw it come back down to about one and a half or two, which is where it currently sits. I'm siding with Kansas City here. This isn't a large bet for me, but that's the position I'm going to take when it comes to the side. I can't get over the fact that while Philadelphia's defense from a metric standpoint has been fantastic, I've seen them play Four teams this year that rank in the top 10 in scoring. And two of those teams, the Cowboys with Dak Prescott and the Lions in week one, hung 35 or more on this defense. That's not to say it's an overrated defense or it's an average defense. I just think that we get caught up looking at what they did to the Niners. That was a home game against... um, inferior quarterback play, shall we say. And the Giants, which was another home game against a team that was okay. This is a game against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes who have two weeks to get ready for this game. They've been through the Super Bowl rigmarole before. They understand the ticket request, the family request. They understand how to stay focused in the week leading up to the game. I like the idea of them coming in with a game plan to get the ball out of their hands quickly to kind of control the clock while keeping Philadelphia on the sidelines from an offensive standpoint. Not the biggest bet I'm making this weekend, but I will be playing the Chiefs. As I learn more and more about this stuff, it seems to me that if you think this is, for all intents and purposes, is an even game, which I think most people think that it is, and you can get points. It feels to me like if I were playing like you're playing, I would take the Chiefs on the money line because I think they're going to win the game, and the risk I'm running is that they win the game by one, right? That's the sweet spot, or the, the unsweet, whatever, the bitter spot that costs me if I take the Chiefs on the money line instead of taking the point, but I get better odds. So I think the Chiefs are going to win the game, which means to me, if, if it's a one and a half point spread, I like the Chiefs on the money line. Does that make sense? 
Okay, so yeah, so Philly wins that game by one. You end up getting burned there. But look at it like this as well. I'm going to give you another angle. You can play Kansas City on the money line, which is plus 105. That means a $100 bet would return $105 in profit. Here's another thing you can do. Bet Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP instead. That's plus 130. That means a $100 bet would return 130 in profit. Mm. Now ask yourself this. What's the likelihood the Chiefs win this game and it's not Mahomes winning the MVP? I can see Philadelphia winning and somebody else other than Jalen Hurts winning the award. And not saying it's likely, just saying I can see that path. I don't know how Kansas City wins this game and it's not Patrick Mahomes. Maybe there's some Travis Kelsey love, but I don't know how it's coming from the defense. With Clyde Edwards-Hilaire coming back, there's multiple guys at the running back position. There's a lot of injuries at wide receiver. I think you could go ahead if you like the Chiefs and you want to avoid the spread and the money line entirely and maximize your value. Play Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP at plus 130. What what are the odds, and I, I'm, I, if you don't have it in front of you, I understand. What are the odds on Kelsey to win MVP? Because I do think that's a sneaky, interesting bet. With as hot as he has been, the way they scheme him up and everything, I, mean, I could easily see this being a game where he has 11 catches and two touchdowns, and they give him the MVP. If you want to go ahead and protect yourself with that, I don't see any problems with it. It depends on the book. Anywhere from 9 to 1 to maybe 11 to 1. He is one of the more popular options. Once you get past the quarterbacks, you're looking at Kelsey. Um, You're going to be looking at A.J. Brown, who's very popular. If you're going to play an Eagles wide receiver, I might be more inclined to look at Devontae Smith. Some of the sharper guys in Vegas have been eyeing him. Uh, Miles Sanders at 25 to 1 has been drawing a lot of attention. And then on the Eagles defensive side of the ball, maybe I'm wrong about the defense. Maybe they show up and completely wreck this game if they do like they did to the Niners maybe the voters would want to award or I should say reward someone from that side Hassan Reddick 35 to 1 Josh Sweat is 150 to 1 he has double digit sacks I'm just saying for the Super Bowl I like taking a couple moonshot plays when it comes to MVP a little lottery ticket in my pocket so to speak All right, I like that. Greeny with you here and Joe Fortenbaugh. Uh, Reminder, NBA action Sunday, Celtics, Grizzlies, presented by Indeed. Coverage 130 Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. What else? Uh, The total in this game, what, what are we looking at there? Total sitting around 51. I lean to the over. Um, I've already laid out the case for Kansas City to put up some points against Philadelphia's defense. Good defense, not great in my opinion. I think Kansas City is going to find their way down the field. For Philadelphia, the question is this. What's the floor? What's the floor for their scoring output offensively? I don't see a game where they score 10 or 13 points, barring a catastrophic injury. I think they're going to find a way against this Kansas City defense to put some points on the board. 20 might be the floor, and at 20 is the floor, and I like Kansas City, then ultimately I'm going to be looking to the over. Again, not a huge bet I'm making. The prop market's where I'm a little bit more invested, but I would look to the over along with the Chiefs. All right, Greeny and Fortenbaugh, take me to that. What's the prop market look like? All right, get ready. We're going to go rapid fire here. Kenneth Gainwell, Eagles running back. Three bets here, actually four. Number one, over one and a half receptions. Number two, over 11 and a half receiving yards. Number three, he scores the first touchdown of the game at 18 to one. Number four, he scores an anytime touchdown in this game. Mm. All right, Gainwell is not going to be your featured back. That's going to be Miles Sanders, but Gainwell's the most targeted back in the Eagles' backfield. And Kansas City struggles to defend opposing running backs in the passing game. They gave up the second most targets, the most receiving yards, or excuse me, the most receptions, and the fourth most receiving yards. I could see Gainwell playing a, an integral role for the Eagles in this game. Not saying he wins MVP, but 18 to 1 to score the first TD. And with those passing numbers against Kansas City, I just need two receptions and 12 yards to cash those props. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play that. Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown, minus 105. 
Found the end zone 15 times in 17 games. Found the end zone in seven of his last nine games. Kansas City struggles to defend opposing quarterbacks who can run. I'm going to bet Hurts gets into the end zone at any time in this game. Noah Gray, backup tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Over 11 and a half receiving yards. I know it's obscure, but Gray has at least one target in all 19 games this year. He has at least one reception in 18 of those 19 games. They're going to get him the ball. Can we get 12 yards on one reception? Maybe. If not, second reception, it's in play. It's a bet I like. I'd be making that move as well. Jake Elliott, a kicker prop for you. Under seven and a half total points. Two field goals, two extra points. I'm dead here, right? But the Eagles, what do they like to do? Go for it on fourth down. They go for it on fourth down as much as anybody in the business. They're a very aggressive offense. I don't know if Elliott's going to have the opportunities. I would play under seven and a half points. Miles Sanders to lead everybody in the game in rushing yards, plus 175. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is back. That means he, McKinnon, and Pacheco are going to eat into each other's touches and snaps. On the Philly side, Boston Scott and Gainwell are going to get opportunities, but a lot of that comes in the passing game. I see this as Sanders versus Hertz, and at plus 175, I will play Miles. Miles Sanders there. And then a long shot for you, Jody Fortson, Chiefs wide receiver, 60 to 1 to score the first touchdown, 10 to 1 to score an anytime touchdown in this game. He doesn't have big numbers because he doesn't get a lot of opportunities, but no Miko Hardman, Kadarius Tony's banged up, Juju Smith Schuster's banged up. You're telling me if this guy's on the field early in the game, when Kansas City's driving and the score's 0 0 or 3 3, and we haven't seen a touchdown yet, if he's on the field and it's 60 to 1 for the first TV, TD, look out. That's where you try to find some value. That's where you look to take a shot. I love it. it. It's also fascinating to follow all of this as we work our way through. And so there you have it. And again, just to wrap it all up, back to the beginning, you like Kansas City in the game, right? You said not strongly, but it sounds to me um, like you like the Chiefs in the game. Yeah, and that's coming from a born and raised Eagles fan. I got to be honest with you. I'm not going to come on and lie to the audience. I grew up as an Eagles fan, but the more I assess the game, I'm wagering on the side. I'm playing Kansas City. I'm not playing it big, but I think that's where the edge is. You you have to put all that aside, right? I and mean, if you if you bet you with your heart, you're very quickly. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what the expression is, but it can't be good. <laughs> right. Exactly. Look, if I just went around making decisions based on how I feel, I- I'd be in a very precarious situation on a regular basis. I don't know. You you would be me. Basically, you would be the kiss of death. <laughs> Just basically, you, you would allow your emotions to sway what you think of things. And then if you wind up fading me, you wind up winning uh, competitions and things like that. Joe, this was fun. It was a terrific season of doing this, and we'll keep it going. Enjoy the Super Bowl. I'll talk to you soon. Love you, Greeny. Thanks for the opportunity to come on every week. I appreciate it. Best of luck to everybody out there. That's Joe Fortenbaugh. Again, you hear him weeknights coast-to-coast here on ESPN Radio. Back to the basketball. There's so much I didn't get into yet. I'm here in Arizona where suddenly the Suns, to me, have become the prohibitive favorite to win the Western Conference and make it to the finals. What does it all mean? We'll dive into all of that. We've got Trevor Lawrence, young, stud, star quarterback of the Jaguars, going to join us, and we will finish it up with who you got, your traditional Friday finish here as we roll on. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, 
designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Earlier today on Greeny. My first favorite player, and there is always a special place in your heart for your first favorite player. Born number 73 for those Jets. And his name was Joe Klecko. And it has broken my heart over the years, time after time, year after year, to see him passed over. And yesterday, it was announced that that player finally, after all these years, will take his rightful place in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This is Greeny. That was me, the Weekly Rewind, brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. We will have young stud quarterback Trevor Lawrence of the Jaguars coming up a little later. We'll do who you got as we continue but I came out here uh, to Arizona this week, uh, which is the site of the Super Bowl, but um, less to cover the Super Bowl than because we have basketball. Michael Wilbon is here for PTI, and Stephen A. Smith is here for first take, so they decided to send me out here so we can do the shows tonight and tomorrow night around the basketball. Little did we know that the week that we would do this, the Phoenix Suns would wind up putting themselves right in the center of the basketball conversation. So I'll offer a few different thoughts on what we saw this past uh, week in the NBA leading up to the trade deadline. You know, it's interesting, Bubba, because we had on Tuesday night, LeBron James break the scoring record, and it was a night for nostalgia. It was a night to think about where the game has been, about legends of the past, about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and all of that. And then, oh boy, Sunday came, I mean, excuse me, Wednesday came, So the following day, it became all about the present. It became all about the way basketball is now. And it became about two superstars forcing their way out of a franchise that gets left holding the bag in ways unlike anything I can ever remember. I've seen a lot of epic failures in the past. I've never seen anything like what happened to the Nets over the last three years and over the last week. This is a team that went all in that sold its soul. They had the, they had a good young coach and a nice little team with good chemistry, and they decided to part ways with all of that in the interest of getting the superstars. 
and they talked Kyrie Irving into bringing Kevin Durant with him to Brooklyn. Or maybe more to the point, they begged Kevin Durant to come, and he made it clear he was going where Kyrie was going, for reasons I will never fully understand. And from that moment forward, they became the Brooklyn Kyrie and KDs. The Nets had no authority. The general manager had no authority. The coach had no authority. The owner had no authority. Everything was done to make those two guys happy. And it was only when it went thoroughly sideways, as badly so as could possibly be imagined, that they started saying no in any way to either of them. And of course, the last no, the one that broke the camel's back, was the Nets making the only sensible decision, which was not to give Kyrie Irving a long contract extension. And I will say this, Kyrie Irving is a magnificent basketball player. The last thing I would do is give him a long-term max contract. If I were to have Kyrie Irving on my team, it would only be if he was playing for a new deal every single year of it. Now, maybe someone gives him all that money. Maybe the Lakers give him all that money. Maybe the Mavericks give him a whole bunch of money at the end of the season. I don't know. That's up to them. It isn't my decision to make. But I wouldn't do it no matter what. So the Nets made that decision, and he immediately, as I discussed earlier, made the right decision for himself, which was to get himself to a place where they could, where he will, where he will wind up getting his money. I don't blame him for it. But he got out and left them holding the bag. And what's worse, he got out at a moment in time when they thought they would use the assets they got back for him to build a team that could still make a run around Kevin Durant. And two days later, he walked in and said, I want out too. And so suddenly, the trade they made for Kyrie Irving made a lot less sense. If they knew Kevin Durant was leaving, Kyrie Irving would be a Laker today. They would have gotten those two unprotected first-round picks that the Lakers have been hanging on to all this time. They would have then traded KD, and they would have been in a full rebuild mode instead of being right back where they were before they got those guys with some nice players who play hard and a coach that people like and absolutely no chance of winning anything of consequence. That's where the Nets are, and they deserve it. You make a deal like that, you make a bargain like that, you know the risks. They also wind up, by the way, holding on to what might be the worst contract in the NBA. Certainly a bottom five contract in Ben Simmons. So that's where the Nets wind up, and they deserve it. All of the good players went west. (laughs) We had one brief moment, Bubba, where it felt like the balance of power in the NBA had shifted east after all these years of saying the west was best. Well, that went by the wayside real fast, particularly with Kevin Durant going to Phoenix. So Durant is going to have something now that he's never had before. What Durant has been is he's like a great receiver who's never played with a great quarterback. My friend Chris Carter got in the Hall of Fame despite playing with some ridiculous number of quarterbacks over the years. He didn't play with Joe Montana the way Jerry Rice did or Steve Young. He didn't play with the great quarterbacks. He played with a bunch of guys. Now, Kevin Durant has played with excellent point guards, but Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving, outstanding players all, but none of them your classic quarterbacks. 
None of them your pure point guards whose primary focus is to set Kevin Durant up in a position to be the best version of his scoring self that he can possibly be. That's not Steph's game. It's not Kyrie's game. It's not Russell's game. Those guys are scorers themselves first and foremost. Chris Paul is the definition of the pure point guard. I think the combination of Durant and Paul is going to be spectacular. Oh, by the way, they have Devin Booker, who is as dynamic and sensational a young scorer as we have in this sport as well. He is, no one is Kobe. Let me make this clear. I'm not saying that. But he's got a lot of Kobe-ness about him. So you have got Chris Paul. You've got Kevin Durant. You've got Devin Booker. You've got DeAndre Ayton, who is a rim protector extraordinaire and who, when in the right place, is a really good NBA big by the standards of that in 2023. It is my opinion that it is the Suns or the field in the West. Yes, I said that. I know how good Denver has been all year long. Show me against this team in May. I know how good Memphis has looked at times. I don't buy it for a second against this team. New Orleans? Don't be ridiculous. Zion's got to play for a month in a row before we can even start talking about them seriously. The Lakers? Not a chance. They got better, but not nearly this good. The Clippers? I think it's going to be the Clippers or the Warriors as the last team standing alongside Phoenix. Now, I'm not sure which... And obviously, a lot of this will have to do with seeding. Everything is so jumbled up that for all we know, those three teams will all wind up on the same side of the draw, and it won't be possible. But if you ask me right now which three teams I bet on in the West, number one by a wide margin is Phoenix, number two is the Clippers, and number three is Golden State, then Denver, and then everybody else. Bubba, what do you think of that? I think that makes sense. I, I want to go back to the Nets real quick. One question I have for you is this: when the the Durant three that you know that his shoe size was basically a quarter inch too big, mm-hmm. if that went down, how much do you think that would change the trajectory of that franchise? Or do you think no matter what, they still would have blown up? and it would have been a disaster no matter what. It would have made just delay the inevitable. Or do you think that three that didn't happen really changed everything with the franchise? No, I think that's an excellent point. They were going to win the championship that year. They were, when, when, when Durant, excuse me, when Harden and Kyrie got healthy, if those guys got healthy during that run, they would have won, they certainly would have beaten Milwaukee. They beat Milwaukee by 100 points in game two of that series. They would have beaten the Bucks for sure with those guys healthy. They would have won that game had Durant's shoe, to your point, been just a slight bit smaller. So I believe they would have then gone on to win the championship if those guys had been healthy. And once they had won a championship, I think everything would have felt different, been different. They would have gotten the contracts they wanted. At the end of the day, for Harden, it was all about money. For Kyrie, it was all about money. Durant wanted to be there and win, and he got his money. We also could never have seen, well, that was after COVID happened. But once Kyrie wasn't getting vaccinated, that sort of threw a monkey wrench into everything. I think with a championship ring, it all would have seemed and felt different. So I think you bring up an excellent point. I do believe that moment, that inch changed a lot in Brooklyn. Maybe not everything, but a lot. 
All right, we will have the young star Trevor Lawrence join us, and then we'll do Who You Got. We roll on next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We roll along from Scottsdale. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, one of the genuinely terrific young players in the National Football League. Will join me live in 30 seconds after this word from Honey Nut Cheerios. What better way to start your day than with Honey Nut Cheerios made with whole grain oats, making it a heart-healthy food. Also has a touch of real honey to make it delicious. You don't have to compromise on taste. It really is the perfect combo. And for a limited time, Cheerios has changed some of its iconic O's into hearts, to remind Americans that living a happy, heart-healthy lifestyle can be fun, easy, and delicious. Look for Cheerios with happy heart shapes wherever you buy groceries today. All right, as we roll on, we are here to cover the Super Bowl, of course, with two dynamic, young, outstanding quarterbacks. Uh, And it is a time in the league, and I've been covering the sport for 30 years, where there are more genuinely great young quarterbacks in the sport right now than there have ever been. And right at or near the top of that list is the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Delighted to bring Trevor Lawrence into the conversation here on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Trevor, and thanks for a few minutes. Hey, what's up? Good morning, guys. Appreciate y'all having me. Well, it is a pleasure to have you, and uh, as I think most of the the listeners are accustomed to during this week, so many of the players and others like you are here because you are representing a program of some court with a, uh, of some kind with a product somewhere. What program uh, do you have for us today? 
Yeah, I'm here with uh, Fast Twitch, the energy drink by Gatorade. It's a new new energy drink that just came out. Um, we've actually been drinking it all season last year, but now it's it's open for the public to buy. Um, and I'm excited because it's a product, obviously, that that's natural for me to rep because I've used it so much. So um, it got us through the season, helped us a lot. I know our whole team was, was drinking it nonstop. So I'm excited to be here. Terrific. That's wonderful. And so now let's talk some football. And, you know, the most admirable thing I think about athletes, particularly young ones, is the ability to take a punch and come back. Not all of them can. And we have now seen you do that. For a player who seemed to have everything go your way in college with all the success and all the winning, you came into the NFL the first year for any number of reasons, so difficult, and you bounce back. The beginning part of this season, difficult, and you bounce back. The first half of that playoff <clears throat> game against the Chargers, so difficult, and you bounce back. What t- take me to the mentality. What do you think to yourself as a message maybe to young people who may be listening to this conversation when things aren't going the way you want them to? What kinds of thoughts go through your mind? Yeah, I think that's something I've tried to pride myself on really <clears throat> my whole career, even going back to college, is just how do you mentally forget the last play and move on to the next one or the last game and move on to the next week? I mean, that's just whether it's good or bad, I mean, it's the same thing. you got to be able to do that. Um, so I think that's something that has been tested more the last two years just because I've had different experiences, haven't had maybe as, quite as much success as I did earlier in my career in college. So, you know, I, I've always known that I've had that, but I just haven't, it hasn't had to come out as much because I haven't had the same circumstances. So it's been cool to see. Um, not only myself, but just our team, especially this season, be able to bounce back from so many different adverse situations. Um, I think that just gives you more and more confidence. It gives you more confidence than when everything goes well because you know when things aren't going well, you know you've been there before and you've, you've come out the other side better. So I think it gives us a lot of confidence, gives myself a lot of confidence moving forward. You really pushed that to the limit in that playoff game, I will say. Um, <laughs> you know, take me to halftime, or, or, or take me to the, la- the the moment after the last interception in the first half. T- take me to the conversations people were having with you on the sideline. Take me to that place inside your own head where here's your first NFL playoff game, and it genuinely could not have started worse. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's natural. You kind of tighten up a little bit when that happens, because that's not the plan, is to go out there and, and get down by, you know, 27 and, and throw a bunch of interceptions in the first half. Like, that's never the pl- plan going into any game. So you see that happen. You feel yourself get a little tense. And then one thing that I've been working on a lot, even since last season, is just breathing, like kind of breathing through every situation, whether it's good or bad, if energy's super high or it's low and you're not playing well, just being able to breathe and move on to the next play. And that's what I think our whole team was able to do. And nobody panicked. That was the biggest thing is, we were down 27 at four turnovers in the first quarter and a half, and nobody panicked. Everyone stayed focused on just the next play, on their job. No one was worried about someone else not doing their job good enough. It was just about how can I make the play that comes to me, you know, one play at a time. And that was really what we were able to do, and I think that was why we were able to have success is because guys didn't really think about, you know, necessarily winning the game. It was just how do we make the next play? How do we score on this drive? Um, and took it one at a time, and that, that's why we were able to get back in the game. Greeny and Trevor Lawrence with us here uh, for the Jaguars on ESPN Radio, and you know there may not be a more important relationship in sports than that between the person, whoever the person is, in this case it's your head coach, who designs the offense 
for a football team and a young quarterback, a young ascending quarterback. Can you describe the way you think Doug Peterson contributed to the season you had, how he how his particular skill set, what it is he has taught you, has translated to the enormous leap that we saw for you this year. Take take me inside that relationship. Yeah, we have a great relationship. I mean, I think just the communication, that's what it's all about. And it, it started off, we started off on a great uh, foot from the beginning. You know, I talked to him right before he officially got hired. And we just got to know each other a little bit and talk to the offense and just, like I said, just, just talk about you know, things that he likes to do and the expectations, you know, coming into working together in the season, the off season, all that. And then from there, uh, our communication has just been great and it makes it a lot easier when you have a coach that's played the position, who is the, you know, the play caller, um, who's really good, who, who is a really good offensive mind, all those things. Just our communication has been great and he's super even keel. You know, I think our personalities match up really well. So it's been, it's been great working with them and I'm excited to have this foundation for years to come and you know this is obviously a great start for us but just to be able to build off that and to have this system and to have stability um, that's what I'm most excited for is just you know this offseason I'm not going to have to learn a new offense I can just really perfect our system our offense and we'll make a few changes maybe and um, just get better and better. That feels like it could be the beginning of something really good. Obviously, you guys played Kansas City a few weeks ago. Tough game. Uh, what do you expect Sunday? Uh, uh, Chiefs, Eagles, Super Bowl 57. What do you expect? Man, I think it's going to be a great game. I think these two teams are – it's an interesting matchup. I think the styles are, are different. So I'm, I'm going to be interested just to watch how it plays out. Um, you know, I think the Chiefs defense, I've said it a bunch this week, I think they're really underrated. Um, played them twice now, so I got got a chance to to see that firsthand. I mean, obviously Chris Jones up front um, gives you a lot of issues, so he's he's really good. Their secondary has been playing great. Their scheme is is really really good. They do a lot of different things to bring a lot of pressures. Um, I'll be interested to see what they do against the Eagles' offense because their run game is so good. So it might that might change a little bit, but um, I'm excited to see it. Then obviously the Eagles, their defense has played great. Their pass rush and their secondary. It's great. Um, Jalen has had a has had a phenomenal year, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch him compete. And um, I'm excited just to watch. Honestly, I, I don't know what to expect really. I'm kind of going for the Chiefs just because they're the they're the AFC team that put us out. So I'd I'd rather see them win the whole thing, the team that beat us. I like it. Hey, this is the first time we've had a chance to chat. Congratulations on a terrific year. It was a, a pleasure to watch as the, the extraordinary leaps that you made forward, and I look forward to watching it as it continues. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the week, and I hope we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Trevor. I appreciate it. Great spending some time with you. Appreciate you, man. All right. Take care. That's Trevor Lawrence. Again, um, you just saw it. You just saw it happen in front of you. You just saw all of the reasons as you watched his season. You saw all of the reasons why everyone has been talking about this kid since he was high school uh, in high school of how special he has the chance to be. And he needed to get in the right situation. All these young kids, no matter how talented they are. I've said it a million times. More of these quarterbacks are ruined than developed. And he was in some danger of that with the complete disaster that was the coaching situation his first year. And then they did the right thing, the smart thing. They cut bait on a terrible decision, and they made a great one. They brought in Doug Peterson, and the rest is history. I think you are seeing the beginning of something very special with that team and with that young player. All right, one piece of business left as we finish up this week. Bubba, time for Who You Got. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? 
All right, Bubba's here. He's got a bunch of questions for me, and of course, it starts with the Super Bowl. Yep, who you got? Brought to you by Granger, and we have the last of the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. Unfortunately, you did not do as well in the playoffs as you did in the regular season. We are the mm. champion. You were five, six, and one, which is in last place. Mm. But if you win this one, you'll finish five hundred. So that's most important right now. Mm-hmm. Chiefs at Eagles. Let's do it. Philadelphia minus one and a half. Let's make the official pick. Who you got? Yeah. I mean, at Eagles, obviously, is the relative term that it is. They are the designated home team. Yeah. But, um, That's true. I like the Chiefs. <laughs> and, and, and so I, my pick is the Chiefs to win the game. And I've said, I said it with Fortinbaugh at the beginning of this hour. I like the Chiefs and the money line. So one more time, we do the opposite. We go against me. We fade me. And so the official pick, the official KOD pick, and KOD is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, make every moment more, will be the Eagles giving the points because I do not for the life of me see it happening. All right, Bubs, take it away. What else do we have for who you got today? Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. If the Chiefs and Eagles switch quarterbacks before the season, would both teams still make the Super Bowl? Who you got? No. Uh, before the season, definitely not. Um, look, Jalen Hurts is a magnificent story. He deserved to be the runner-up for MVP. He might turn into a ter- he is turning into a terrific player. There's only one Patrick Mahomes. If you put Patrick Mahomes on the Eagles right now, then they might average 50 points a game. He could put up Chamberlain-esque numbers. What he did this year in what was supposed to be a reloading year with all the players they lost, no. If you put Patrick Mahomes on the Eagles, they would be even better. If you put Jalen Hurts on the Chiefs, they would have to be completely different than what they are now. He's a very good player, but there's only one Patrick Mahomes. So the answer to your question is no. We were talking about it earlier this hour. Are the Nets the biggest failure in NBA history? Who you got? I think they have to be. I, I don't. What else would be up there? Like I, I, if if when KD went to Golden State, if they hadn't won a championship, that would be worse. If LeBron and Bosh and Wade hadn't won a championship, that would have been worse. But in both those cases, those teams won two. For this team to win one playoff series with the collection they put together, I don't know how this couldn't be. What what else would be deemed a greater disappointment, a, a greater failure, unless there's something I'm not thinking of? I think it's the biggest failure I can remember in any sport in my lifetime. I, I don't know. People talk about that Eagles team that was called the Dream Team. That was obviously terrible. Um, and, and there have been a, a select few others. But, Bubba, unless there's something I'm overlooking, I think this is the biggest failure I can remember in any sport yeah, in nothing, my life. Nothing's coming to the top of mind. Yeah, I, I people have mentioned that Eagles team, but I don't this think is it's, the worst. it's nothing as close as this. This is way worse than that. For sure. Um, who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right products for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop wow. by. 47 years ago yesterday, Taxi Driver was released. Who you got is your favorite Robert hmm. De Niro movie. So this is a hard one because he stars in two of the greatest movies of all time. One of them is, and, and, and many others as well, but Godfather 2 and Goodfellas, to me, are the two options here. And I think I'm going to go Goodfellas. I love that movie. And parenthetically, Bubba, do you know that yesterday I saw on Twitter was Joe Pesci's 80th birthday? I did see that, yeah. He's That's 80. Wild. That's unbelievable to me. That's crazy. You've, you've seen the movie Goodfellas, obviously, yep, right? Yep. And and look, Godfather, both one and two, are brilliant. I mean, cinematic history, as good as 
probably any movies ever, but I think for the purposes of this, I'll go Goodfellas. And very quickly, you had a pizza question in there, right? Yeah, because yesterday was National Pizza Day. So what is your number one kind of pizza, and do you have a favorite all-time location? Who you okay. got? I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm taking my own privilege of rephrasing the question to make it uh, the opportunity for me to say this, because I saw this happen in an airport yesterday. If you put pineapple on a pizza, you are welcome to enjoy it if you choose to. But just be aware. What you are eating is no longer pizza. That's disgraceful. Cam, you may like something that is known it's as delicious. pizza with pineapple. Uh, fine, but it's not pizza. It's something else entirely and candidly. You should be ashamed of yourself. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll see you Monday, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.